really the final move in this ongoing mini general election has now arrived because Telangana, the fifth of the five states going to the polls in this round, is now voting. Soon enough, results will be out by this Sunday. And Telangana is a state which has given us many fascinating ideas and surprises. We look at Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, we've talked about both in detail. Those, those votes have been cast, so the, fate, so the fate of those candidates is now sealed. However, uh, Madhya Pradesh, Rajasthan, Chhattisgarh, they are Hindi heartland states. And Mizoram, the distant Mizoram, has politics of its own. Telangana, however, is a, is a smaller mid-sized state. These are the states that send between 10 to 20 or 10 to 19 members in national parliament or Lok Sabha. Telangana sends 17. Telangana also is very important because it also has India's fastest growing metro, that is, that is Hyderabad. And it's also important because Congress party is now trying to make a move there or trying to come back there. Also important because BJP has also harbored hopes of growing its footprint in one more southern state, one more southern state besides Karnataka. And they thought that Telangana was a state where they had a bigger chance. Also because Telangana, Andhra had a lot of influence of the Ram Mandir movement as well. That is the reason Telangana becomes really important. And then Telangana has a leader who is probably among the five strongest or most prominent state leaders in the country, regional leaders in the country. Also somebody who's, who's had some national ambitions every now and then and has made no secret of them. Now to talk about what's been happening in Telangana to understand it better. I gave you my gyan about a week or 10 days back. I will share a link of that episode with you. So do check it out. I will also share with you the link of an article in my writings on the wall series that I had written during the last elections in Telangana in 2018. Because there will be some references to what, what is usually called freebies. I prefer to call them giveaways now. I call them freebies then but giveaways now because Telangana is also the home of the giveaways or giveaway politics. It's, it's sort of ideology light but has a lot of giveaway politics. To understand Telangana better, I have with me DK Singh, our political editor, <coughs> who you know very well. You get knowledge from him every week with his column. He's also been traveling in Telangana. He's met the leaders. He's also been keeping close contact with two of our correspondents there, Prasad Nicharamethla, who's based in Hyderabad, and also Sharan Pawana from Bangalore, or Bengaluru, who's been traveling in Telangana. So he distills their knowledge as well as his knowledge and helps us understand the situation better. So DK, uh, let me turn this to you and let me, let, me, let me structure this in some questions. So number one, if the economy of Telangana is doing quite well, it is because Telangana is now the, by per capita income, the richest large state in the country. Large state means any state with more than one crore population. If you take all states in India, then Telangana is the third after Sikkim and Goa, but Sikkim and Goa are very small. So any state above one crore, it used to be my Haryana, but Telangana has left my Haryana behind. So Telangana is now the richest state in the country by per capita. And its per capita income is about almost about twice as much as the national average. So that is the reality. So despite that, and despite all this heavy welfareism, which we can see has been delivered very 
very efficiently in Telangana. When we travel in Telangana, we can see that people are getting these benefits. Why, is, why does it still look like that at least it's not a cakewalk for BRS or for, or for KCR? I'm also surprised. I have been talking with Prasad and Sharan. They have been traveling and this kind of massive anti-incumbency is difficult to explain. Because on the ground you have all the, all the schemes getting rolled out. People are getting one benefit or the other, one scheme or the other. And yet they want this change. So this sense of fatigue creeping in so soon. It has been just 10 years. Now if it's 20 years, 15 years, we can understand that just after two terms, this sense of fatigue is a bit surprising. But it's also probably because the origin of this entire Telangana thing was in this you know, sense of grouse, that, that sense of identity. First, when they started fighting for the statehood from 50s onwards, it was always about that are mostly about their grievance that they are not getting enough representation in government in terms of jobs, in terms of their political representation, it was not much. So that was the genesis from where it all started. Now that you have got the state, 2014, you voted for it. State was not a separate state when they were voting. Next election, separate state, you voted for it. Now those, those sentiments have subsided. It's all about what's happening now. And in terms of, yes, welfare schemes, there are so many of them. Yet, as, you know, Ajit Singh once told me that, you know... Uh, Ajit Singh uh, of, uh, of uh, the, the Western UP leader, yeah. Chaudhary Charan Singh. Chaudhary Singh son. So, he was once trying to explain to me how transactional the voters have become. And there he was the saying, you know... Rashtriya Lokdal leader. So, he was saying that, you know, uh, first we used to offer them Bijli, Pani, Sarak, that done. You just said, okay, roti, sabji, that we promised that, that got done. Then next time you go, you have to offer them chicken. And you give them that and next time they may be asking liquor. So you have to keep upping the game. And that's probably is also working to some extent in Telangana, where every party is uh, kind of offering freebies. So maybe if not TRS, another party will give, give, give that much. And, and the fact also is that as we are noticing from state to state now, that when it comes to giving away giveaways or what you might call freebies, you make your choice. This is not a code which is difficult to crack because this is something that initially many parties were shy of saying because they were afraid of, afraid of fiscal fiscal uh, dimensions of this or mm. fiscal consequences of this but once that Anka Sharam is over and once the once the hesit sense of hesitation over fiscal deficits has, has ended I think governments have given it up so if one comes up with one range of freebies the other one takes those and then just adds more money on those and some of that's happened in Telangana, uh, yeah, in Telangana too yes give, give us an example or give us some examples See, now, Congress uh, is give, offering cylinder for 500 rupees. Yes, LPG cylinder. LPG cylinder. TRS is saying we'll give it to you for 400 rupees. Now, I think if this goes on at some point, somebody will say, I will give you a gas cylinder and another 100 rupees with it. Yeah. So, we are getting there. But for every scheme, again, TRS is also upping it. In the sense, if they were giving uh, 216 rupees for, uh, say, uh, old age pension, this time they have promised uh, to take it to 5016 rupees. 
16 by the way in Telangana you have you know that auspicious thing as we give 111 rupees. Uh, uh, 100, 101 like this. Yeah, so like, 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 a, like, like a shakun. Yeah, they are like they talk about 16, 116, 216 and KCR we know as superstitious as he yes, is. Yes, yes. So in every scheme he has been promising more and, and if, more. If pujas and tantra mantra could win you elections then he is winning. Yeah, so <laughs> under Raitu Bandhu also from 10,000 he promises to take it to 16,000 after uh, 5 years. There are several other schemes where he is promising more and more. So health scheme, if it, health insurance was for 5 lakhs, he is promising to take it to 15 lakhs. Similarly, Congress has its own guarantees, almost on the lines of what they offered in Karnataka. So, when one, one so does something, the other one does the same thing but adds a little bit to it, little yeah. bit more tarka to it. So, uh, if you look at the welfare uh, schemes that uh, BRS or what used to be TRS as long, we will talk about that. They have launched in Telangana. In fact, some of those are quite imaginative. For example, we talk of farm subsidies. So, farm subsidies, even modern economists say that it is better to give a direct subsidy to farmers. So, direct farm support. Yeah. And uh, TRS started it. I am saying TRS because it was TRS then. They started it. They started giving a certain amount of money per acre. So, 4000 rupees per crop per acre to every farmer irrespective of the size of the farm and many of these things I had detailed in that earlier writings on the wall from Telangana where you read that article you will find that so 4000 per acre per crop and then there was criticism which was a kind of left povertarian criticism that you are giving it to everybody including to big farmers but then if you looked at the land data in Telangana the number of farmers who had more than 50 acres of land, 5-0, 50 acres of land was less than 15,000. So, in the process, if 15,000 people got or 20,000 people got the benefit who did not deserve it, it was all right. Instead of trying to finesse it by saying, I will only give it to so and so. So, this money went out and that 4,000 per acre per year, so 4,000 per acre per crop, which means 8,000 per acre per year has now become 10,000, he has now promised to make it 12,000 and then he says every year I will add a thousand to it until it reaches 16,000. So, if he is given another term in power by the end of by his election year, he will be paying every farmer 8,000 per acre per crop or 16,000 per acre for the year. That, that's a, but, but that's also a modern way of subsidizing the farmer. It is farm support. It's a different matter that on top of that, the central government has its minimum support price and the state governments are giving their own bonuses on top of it. So, all the distortion comes in later, but many of his, many of his welfare schemes are actually quite imaginative. For example, one of the things I have noticed traveling in Telangana is this housing scheme. So, central government gives you lakh and a half for PM Avas Yojana. He says a lakh and a half gives you one room and he says yeah, bakwas. he loves to use the word bakwas case here. In fact, if you have if you have a discussion with him about politics, the word bakwas, nonsense, etc. He uses direct language. Good. Uh, it's good to be a journalist talking with him. So he calls the central government's housing scheme bakwas because he says in that scheme, in one and a half lakhs, you can only build one room. In one room, if you have one room in your home, where do the women of the house go to change? Yeah. So that's how he came up with what he's called the 2BHK scheme, where two rooms are built and you can see them. You can see them, in, see them in fact, even if you drive around, 
Hyderabad along the ring roads etc then you can see this 11 12 story buildings coming up small towers coming up these are all his welfare housing mm. and these apartments cost him seven and a half lakhs so the question is from where does this seven and a half lakh come because his state will go bankrupt and how much can you build in seven and a half lakh so he's again done it in, in a fairly creative manner for example he takes the one and a half lakh that the center gives anyway so that's mm. a given so he has to spend the <coughs> he has to spend the rest of the rest then and this is once again something that others will understand of the rest then he gives free land first of all from the government so that is one part of the cost taken care of and he's building multi-story so you can build many apartments over that one land uh, one piece of land so he gives land from the government then he gives then he gives then he waves tax on cement he offers free sand, right? Every state has a sand mafia. In this case, the state government gives you sand. He has also developed the use of bricks made with subsidized fly ash. These come from his thermal plants, right? So this is also disposal of fly ash. So if you add it all up, it comes to about seven and a half, eight, eight and eight and a half lakh rupees. So you see these apartments that are coming up. So to that extent, these are imaginative things that he's done from his direct farm support to this one also is support to pregnant women from the day they get pregnant they are registered uh, there are ambulances on call everything is everything is taken care of in the hospital and when they go back they are also given a kind of a suitcase which has mm. which has clothing for the baby a little bit for them including toys for the baby to last three months I mean, no surprise that the that the suitcase also has a big portrait it's in pink color which is the KCR party color but also as a big portrait of of kcr himself so with all that he's done quite a bit at grassroots level exactly that's what i was uh, coming to talk about the youth now again you see this resentment building up this issue of unemployment i was looking at the cmi data over the months now unemployment rate in uh, telangana is almost half of our national average or much less than the national average and still today one of the major political plan uh, planks of opposition parties is unemployment. But probably it's also, you know, we are talking about the genesis of this Telangana movement. It was not just about identity. It was about the representation in the jobs. They were thinking the coastal Anza people were getting more. Now that thing is over. People, now youths, what you get to hear from the youth, there are no jobs available. Now KTR has been claiming that this KTR government, is KCR's son. Yeah, he claims that this government has provided 16,000 jobs on an average annually for the last nine and a half years. Overall, 1.60 lakh jobs. But the opposition is saying that you have 2 lakh vacancies in the government, you have not filled it's them. It's a up. small state. It's a state of about 3.6, 3.7 yeah. crore people. Then, you know, last year there were many paper leaks. So group A, group uh, B exams have not happened for years. These are government jobs. Yeah, under uh, Public Service Commission uh, right. examination. So there were paper leaks, exams were cancelled. Those recruitments have not happened. So these issues are cropping up and you see the, the youth are very vocal there now about all this. So all these things are kind of creating that what we call mahal, that there is this yes. strong anti-incumbency. Yes, and I think that's a very good point, particularly so, what you said, uh, Ajit Singh uh, yeah. told you that when people get something, uh, people will aspire for more. It's not as if people say, now I've got enough, so I'll continue to vote for you forever. Because people want to move up the ladder. Yeah. So remember that old song, Thoda Hai, Thode Ki Zarurat Hai. 
तो थोड़ा है लेकिन थोड़ी की ज़रूरत हमेशा रहती है यू गेट समथिंग बट यू ऑलवेज वॉन्ट मोर एंड एंड दैट्स वेयर द यर्निंग फॉर चेंज कम्स इन नाउ इन दिस यर्निंग फॉर चेंज इफ देर इज ए यर्निंग फॉर चेंज वी डोंट नो वट एवर हैपन्स वील नो बाई 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 लंच टाइम ऑन संडे वील नो ऑल ऑफ दैट एंड वील ऑल बी देयर टू एक्सप्लेन टू यू एंड ऑल्सो टेल यू इफ यू मिया कल्पास वे वी गो रॉन्ग इफ यू गो रॉन्ग इफ यू कैन एड हेयर इन टू थाउजेंड एटीन वेन आई वॉज देयर अगेन ऑन द ग्राउंड यू सो अ लॉट ऑफ एंटी इनकमेंट स्पेशली अमंग द यूथ द सेम अनएम्प्लॉयमेंट थिंग वॉज देयर बट elections over and they got 88 out of 119 he swept that election <laughs> in spite of the fact that yeah. congress party and telugu desham party then had an alliance yeah. and i think they are two small parties also they had it, cpi it, it, was it, it, there was then this telangana jan samiti was called praja kutami which yeah. is which, which means the people's alliance so uh, cpi was there and and there was a uh, तेलंगाना at a national level in terms terms of our national politics that was the rise of the bjp in telangana so it had looked like after karnataka telangana will be the state where bjp will will, will rise so the second southern state for bjp to rise to and all indications were that the bjp was now taking the congress party space in telangana wherever congress party has weakened some party has taken its space and its vote share in delhi for example in punjab aam aadmi party has taken congress party's vote share even in gujarat aam aadmi party took some of congress party's vote share uh, it had looked like in telangana now the bjp was moving in and what was the evidence the evidence was that in bjp did very poorly 2018 vidhan sabha elections state assembly elections and i'll give you the data again trs trs KCR's party got 47% vote Congress got 28.4 although that's a little bit misleading because it understates the Congress's strength because Congress only contested 100 out of 119 seats the remaining were contested by its coalition partners but still Congress got 28.4 let's say let's say 30 31% vote overall the BJP the BJP got only 7% of the vote so that is where the bjp began but 2019 lok sabha election looked like the bjp was really rising so bjp now from 7% vote came up to 20% vote and congress was still stable frozen at about 30% and once again trs from 47 to 42 so they had not declined that much congress was stable but bjp rose from 7 to 20%. 20 so bjp collected a little bit from everywhere and maybe a little bit from congress and trs also so look like the bjp was rising more important thing than the vote percentage was the fact that bjp won four seats for lok sabha against congress party's three and of the four seats that the bjp won one was by defeating kcr's daughter that is k kavita so that is what made it look like the bjp was now rising and then bjp won a couple of by elections in the state and they also did very well they ran they ran kcr's party really 
close in Hyderabad Municipal Corporation election. So all these were seen as evidence that the BJP was rising. BJP was now the second party in Telangana and KCR's main challenger and Congress had fallen behind. So what's happened now, DK, that looks like that the BJP, the BJP has suddenly not looking that powerful. Hmm. I mean, we don't know what will happen in the election, but it doesn't look that powerful now. There are three, four regions. Uh, you are talking about K. Kavita, I was, uh, I was talking to her. She was a bit dismissive. She called it all media hype. She said in 2018 assembly election, out of 119 seats, uh, BJP lost deposits on 105. So she was saying that BJP was never such a big force. You people created it, a, made it a big force. But the fact is, we are talking about 2018, but 2019 you spoke about it. BJP won four seats with 20% votes. And Kavita herself lost to BJP. Herself lost in Nizamabad. Then you had uh, Greater Hyderabad Municipal Corporation election. BJP won 48 out of 150 seats. BJP in the last election, BJP had got just four. From four to 48. It was a big leap. A month later, you had Dubaka Assembly Bipol. BJP won its second seat. Then a year later, you had Hujurabad when Nitala Rajinder joined them. Itana Rajinder used to be the health minister in uh, KCR's cabinet. Yeah. So BJP was of course on an ascendancy. The regions why uh, it seems to be losing now, what I am told by uh, political experts there and politicians, the three, four things. One was BJP was actually, BJP does not have a social base in Telangana as such. Modi factor worked in 2019, they won but they do not have any solid social base. They do not have leaders on the ground. In the sense, MLA candidates, they do not have many. And they sidelined their own established leader and brought in, yeah. brought in a defector from outside. So, exactly. So, first of all, they do not have social base, no candidates. What KCR did, he realized after Hujurabad that now BJP would be poaching all the BRS MLAs. Itala Rajinder, as I was told by a senior BJP leader, Itala Rajinder was expected to bring about 30-40 MLAs from out of BRS camp. Itala could not deliver and then when it came to ticket distribution, KCR wanted to change at least 25-30 MLAs. But then he thought these guys would go into the BJP camp. So he repeated almost 95% of MLAs, even though there was an anti-incumbency against many of them, just to deny the BJP those faces. That became a problem for the BJP. Second, Karnataka assembly election results, of course. After that, the, the cadre really got demotivated. They thought, okay, this party is not working in south. In southern India, this party cannot go beyond a point. That was a sense on the ground from BJP workers, and that could have demotivated them. And then, of course, you were talking about this internal fight. Yes, for instance, you know, uh, in Dubaka, Dubaka MLA, Rahunanda Rao, he wanted to become the flow leader. Now, Bandi Sanjay opposed it because he wanted that T. Raja Singh was suspended from, from the party to become the flow leader. Whenever T. Raja Singh was suspended uh, following the, that, that furor over, uh, over remarks about um, the Holy Prophet. Holy Prophet, yeah. So, that he's is now been rehabilitated. He's a candidate. He's a candidate now. He was expecting him to become the flow leader. Then again, many other leaders. They started Itala Rajendra, for instance. Itala Rajendra wanted, or he, he had come into the BJP thinking that he would be the face, which is not the case and did not get the backing neither from the party nor from the you know, workers on the ground. He was getting frustrated. He started speaking against him. So this rebellion started building up. 
and that's when the BJP withdrew Bandi Sanjay. Bandi Sanjay was somebody who actually built the BJP as a force through his confrontationist politics. He would be attacking KCR all the time. KCR, his family, corruption charges, everything. BJP withdrew him in July, replaced him with J.K. Sandhati, the uh, union minister, who is much more malleable. He is not a fighter, a street fighter that Bandi Sanjay was. Malleable, what DK means in this case is he's a he's a nice guy. Yeah. He's a nice guy who's not who uh, I won't say who's not abusive. I mean he's not abusive yeah. for sure, but he's also not somebody who's a bare-faced fighter. Yeah. So all these factors went into this uh, you know growing impression that BJP is not what it used to be until about a year back. And at the same time, do you get the impression that Congress has recovered? And if so, why? I think BJP built the ground for them, that anti-incumbency thing, Congress was nowhere there when the BJP was going hammer and tongs against the government, against KCR. They built, built up all that anti-incumbency sentiment and suddenly withdrew. Congress became a default uh, beneficiary of that. That's one. Secondly, Karnataka election results also helped them. Kadra got enthused, although if you talk to Congress leaders, they also uh, attribute it to Rahul Gandhi's uh, Bhajorayatra, and mostly when if, if they do much better, Bhajorayatra is going to get credit. Right. But the fact is, it was all the I would give it to the BJP, which built it up, and then withdrew, and all those people then finally decided to go with the Congress. And in any case, Congress was the leading party there even earlier. Even earlier, it even was earlier. always there. And the fact is, Sonia Gandhi still gets the credit for creating Telangana. Right. The BJP cannot claim credit, even though it had supported it. Congress was the one which gave. So now when there is so much talk about statehood, Congress can claim it there. So the Congress has had a revival of sorts. We don't know who will win, but the Congress, DK is telling us, has had a revival of sorts. Very strong budge and Very the anti-incumbency that's yearning for change we are talking about. Congress looks like a force to reckon with, whereas BJP is not seen as a party which can dislodge KCR. So those, all the forces or all the voters who would want to dislodge KCR have seemed to be veering around uh, the Congress now. See how the BJP works. BJP, if you had any doubts, I am sure at least none of our viewers should have that doubt because we have been saying this all the time. That BJP is a 24 by 7 by 365 by 5. That is for 5 years. It is an election machine. That just the day campaigning stopped, campaigning came to an end in Telangana, the last of the five states going to the polls now. The very day Home Minister Amit Shah was in West Bengal now talking yeah. politics there. So it's as if he started parliament campaign in West Bengal because that's, that's what's going to be crucial for the BJP because they want those 18, 19 seats if possible, if possible to get even more than that. So that party has moved on quite immediately. Now, DK, uh, Everybody ultimately wants the biggest price in India and at various points of time KCR has given indications that he sees himself as a national leader. Mm -hmm. He's been in the Congress, he's worked closely with Sharad Pawar, mm -hmm. he has uh, linkages in all the parties, he's a mm -hmm. bit like, he's a bit like Sharad Pawar, he's, a, he's molded a bit in Sharad Pawar's own image in mm -hmm. the sense of keeping his, keeping his uh, utna batna linkages, friendships in every party. Mm -hmm. Uh, what happens to his national ambitions? Uh, do you think those are now gone or would he still have them? And second, did his national ambitions hurt him or help him? And finally, I, I will ask you, why did he not join 
India, the alliance, mm. and do you see any chance that he might do this in the future? I think Congress is uh, not, you know, Congress is not very uh, keen on having KCR on uh, on their board. There were talks earlier, a few months back. I think there was a time when Rahul Gandhi and Kavita were supposed to meet. That was quite a few months back. It didn't work out. So that initial, uh, you know, uh, willingness to engage with the KCR uh, was there in the Congress initially, but that got over soon. So did KCR's national ambition help or hurt his politics? I think it has not really hurt. National ambition is very much there. Because he talked of a non-Congress, non-BJP alliance. Simply because Congress was, the, he has always treated Congress as his chief rival. So even when BJP was rising, say 2019, Congress might have got less than uh, less than the BJP in terms of number of seats, but his vote share was higher. Home, was higher. So Congress was always the challenger. KCR knew that, and so he, there was no way that he was going with the Congress. Even now, as I am told by uh, TR's leaders, BRS leaders, that you know after this election he will move into uh, start moving into other states. Maharashtra is his first target. I mean, you saw him uh, moving into. Even Odisha, where he got Giridhar Gomang, the former chief minister, to join his party. So he will be playing that card, but not immediately, probably after this election. Secondly, whether it will hurt or uh, help him, I think he is looking at the Lok Sabha election also, where you know if you fight against the BJP, you are seen as a regional party. So you are not a chief challenger. So that could support, help the Congress. So you project yourself as a national leader with the prime ministerial potential. It helps you in the Lok Sabha. So one thing we can say, uh, we will know by Sunday afternoon what's going to happen, uh, what happens in Telangana. One thing we can say is that KCR is among the most fascinating characters in our politics. Mm. Leader of a fairly small state with national ambitions, connections everywhere, some new ideas and certainly without one problem that many other regional leaders have. At least he does not have to worry about succession within his party. No. In fact, one interesting thing I find him uh, find in his policies, you know, you can call him a socialist. The way he is distributing resources everywhere. But in terms of economic policy, he is totally for private sector. The way he is you know, making Hyderabad better and better. I mean, it's becoming one of the it, major it, investment destinations. I, I started out by saying that it's the fastest mm. growing metro in the country. You have to go there. It's also the most efficient metro in the mm. country. And that's why you see so many MNCs, particularly high-tech companies, manufacturing companies going there. This is now a competition for Karnataka and Tamil Nadu. And I will also share with you the link of a story that our colleague Moshmi Daskupta had done precisely saying this. So his politics is socialist, but his economic outlook is almost capitalist. So th that, that, that is how it works now. That is the new politics. In fact, if you see if you see economic growth and then you add this kind of distributive socialism, that I think that kind of populism we could live with. Yeah. The issue, however, is that everybody is now doing it. So from where do you get product differentiation? And that is the question that faces the voters in Telangana now.